Hey, welcome to the Broken for Better podcast. We're a nonprofit organization with the purpose of equipping your marriage and strengthening your family so that your tomorrow can be better than your today. Enjoy the episode. What are those questions that you are scared to ask when it comes to sex? That's right. Sex relationship questions that maybe you just don't feel comfortable asking anyone. Well, today we're going to talk about them. So join us, Curtin Danette, Broken for Better. We're going to chat it up. What are some of those questions that we hear all the time, babe, in our coaching sessions, in our counseling room? Don't hold back. Let's just go right at it Yeah, today. we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I, to be honest with you, like, we actually love when these questions are asked. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone's bold enough to go, hey, this is a gap in our communication. Mm-hmm. We really want to know. And so we kind of just give wisdom as to what we've seen, what we've studied, what we've researched. And so I'm going to dive right into it, okay? Yeah. How about this one? Do we hear this one quite often, actually? You'd hear this one more than you would know. Hmm. Is pornography okay if it's just me and my wife and we watch it to enhance our sex life? Hmm. Great intentions. It's a great question. And, you know, when we have had the question asked, it has come to us with, like, you know, good motives or good thought out intention saying, well, this enhances it for us, or this could potentially be beneficial. But what we always see is there's usually someone that's maybe not as comfortable as the other person. And there's a reason why, like the word even says there's supposed to be two people in the relationship, yeah. right? You and I, and we have this covenant together. We have a covenant between each other. It's not the contract, right? It's not like when you sign the dotted line to buy the car. You're not buying the woman or buying the man. This is like a covenant relationship. It's a blood covenant. So there's only supposed to be two people in that bedroom. Yeah. In Matthew 25, or Matthew 5, 27, 28, mm-hmm. Jesus says this. You have heard that it was said. Do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. These mm-hmm. are the words of Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with that. I'm going to stay with that. You know, the reality that's is. That's got enough weight. That's got enough weight. Oh, Way okay. more than what I could say. All right. You know, we could leave sure. it there. But I'll break it down just a little bit more. Yeah. You know, it's the why. Okay. Yeah. So we watch it. And why do we watch it? Well, it kind of turns us on. Well, you're looking at something. Hmm. You're watching something. And so this something that you're doing is creating something inside of you that isn't created without it. So you are looking with lustful eyes. You are looking with the intention because you're looking for a producing of something that isn't there. Hmm. The better question is, what is it about that? And then create that in your marriage. Yeah. And I think it's very important to specify, like, if you're looking at it, you say, well, this turns me on there. It's okay to be turned on. That's not a bad thing. That's not evil. God created it. That's good. But he also intended it for with your spouse, yeah. with your wife, not another person. Then you're literally using that eye gate to be attracted to a different person. And, it, yeah, it's very dangerous. And I think, you know, what, what this slippery slope is, I just want to tell you, like, mm-hmm. the, the slippery slope of it. Yeah, it started out innocent. Yeah. But then it got to where, okay – what we did in moderation, like we did it, turned it on. Okay, turned us on. Okay, we liked it. Well, eventually that wears out. Hmm. Well, now you have to take it to another level because that no longer did what it used to do. Right. So yeah. now what does it? Well, yeah. now we go places and see it live or we invite people into our marriage. Like all these different things, it's just a slippery slope that the enemy uses. So yeah. don't even like 
just the words of Jesus. Don't even put your eye gate, don't even set your eyes on that to lustfully look at another person because the slope of that, it just turns your heart and does break a covenant. That's yeah, there. and the, there's a psychiatrist that actually did a study on this and he said that it's it's like, it, this is going to sound crazy, but when you give an animal a treat, they have this and these endorphin rushes, right? They have their their neurological mind is shifted to really be attracted to that thing. And it's kind of that same mindset when you when you talk about porn it's ring the ring the bell, get the treat. Ring the bell, get the treat. Well, you go to porn so many times, you continually get this satisfaction. It's no wonder that that attraction to your spouse can wane because you're not no longer ringing the right bell. You're ringing a totally different bell. Some you're ringing somebody's bell, but not your spouse's bell. So you want to make sure that you're ringing the right bell and uh, yeah, <laughs> building that attraction with your spouse for sure. Yes. Listen, here is another question. Okay. And we won't have to spend a lot of time on this one because it's going to tail into what I just said. Okay. But this is a question that has been asked by believers. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, is adultery or swinging allowed if both parties agree? Now, hmm. I will tell you this. Quick research yeah. shows that open relationships is growing with inside the walls of a church. Inside the walls of the church. So we say this question and you think, wow, that's a far out question. Like, why would he even bring that up? But yeah, you actually have. This have is a very real thing that yeah. I've had multiple conversations. Know of churches that it's happening. With pastors that are walking through. Literally yeah. trying to figure this out. So don't think like this is, this would never happen or could never happen. Yeah. We live in a society that believes this is an okay thing as long as both partners agree. And I think that's where we get a little sketch on this stuff mm. is we just now tend to go with our behaviors based upon what our heart feels. Mm. Well, both of us feel that it's okay. Well, the heart is inherently wicked, right? right? And so it's like constantly turning your heart to the Lord. And, uh, and Hebrews 13, 4, it's very clear. I'm going to put this on because my phone is a little fuzzy. Oh, is it the phone? Yeah, 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 the phone. Okay. It says, marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. Yeah. So this is not a, God does not say like, hey, as long as you both agree and y'all both feel comfortable, go ahead and do it. Yeah. No, he's saying, listen, I will judge the adulterer. The bed should be kept pure. And so, man, it's this is not a, if you both feel this way. Again, it's the, what is lacking that you desire and then have conversations to go, Hey, what do we, how do we spice things up? How do we keep things flamed and going? How do we, you know, create that, get those endorphins through the act of sex? Yeah. You you know, I think this is one of those moments that it really is important to research and study for yourself, like study and show yourself approved unto God, right? That verse. Why do we study? Because there's so many different ways that things can be twisted. When when people spur out that word, the, the bed is undefiled, right? They literally do this. They throw this blanket over anything and say, as long as it's in my bed and my spouse agrees, it's okay. And so when you do that, you throw this blanket over, you're literally sweeping away all these other verses and scriptures. And you're saying, this is the one that I want to hold on to because this is the one that makes sense to me. And that's not what that scripture is saying. That's why it's so important to actually research and know what it what it's saying and is not let people just throw random scriptures at you that you don't know what they mean because mm. it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's not healthy for your marriage. It's yeah. not healthy for you. Yeah, it's so, dangerous. You know, like look at this and go, well, scripture isn't my context. 
I will just tell you, multiple studies will show the negative effects as well. Yeah. And sure, just like anybody, you can find whatever research you want to back whatever point you want to back. But when you look at context and entirety of things, we feel that marriage was created for two. Right. Covenant. And so we have to base ours upon what scripture says. And that's just what we go with. And what we've seen is the healthiest in the couples that we have coached. Yeah, no, sure. absolutely. Okay, so I got a question. Oh, send it. I got one. All right, we've gotten this question quite a few times. Are sex toys allowed in a Christian marriage? In a Christian marriage, are sex, talk, are sex toys <laughs> yay or nay? Thoughts? I got <laughs> thoughts. You got thoughts? I got thoughts. <laughs> um, you know, again, this is where <laughs> Dean and I, and we've, we've had this, this conversation and this um, multiple times because we've processed out, you know? Yeah. And there was a season, if we're honest, there was a season of our marriage that toys and things of that nature weren't the healthiest. Yeah. Right? For sure. Um, Absolutely. Because I wasn't in a healthy place. Mm -hmm. And so because I wasn't in a healthy place in those seasons, those created moments that were breaks in our relationship. Right. As we got healthier and we began to look at intimacy different and what is intimacy and how are we doing enhancers, mm. yeah, we those conversations were opened back up. And it created moments of pleasure. It created different things, fun and enjoyment, the different <laughs> kind of things, you know? Yeah. So in a season of health, yeah, there's no biblical thing that says, thou shalt not have toys. <laughs> no, I haven't found that verse. There's not. And the thing is, too, like, what – what dictates whether or not something is a, is a sex toy or not? Like there could be so many different things that you can use, you know, with your spouse that, that are pleasurable. And so is, is lotion and oil not okay? That brings pleasure to some. So where's that line? And I think as long as that communication line is constantly open, yeah. I think that's that's where you begin to realize, okay, these are things we can enjoy. These are things that I can do to entice or, you know, spice things up. To spice and, things up. You yeah. know, it's kind of, it's it's this red light, yellow light, green light, even in this area. Right, for sure. What Absolutely. toys are allowed? Like, you and I are never, I, I wouldn't even want to do this, but oh, you, great. you and I scared. are never going to go, like, get a blow-up doll. Oh, no. Right? That's, ooh. ooh, yeah, that's not, that doesn't enhance it for us. It's weird. <laughs> and I, that's, that's not our thing. Because it's, it creates this thought and this image. Yeah. But there are other things that we have talked about and we're like, oh, that's enjoyable for both of us. Right, yeah, absolutely. And so just having this conversation of like, this is a green light in the right season. The other thing that I think is kind of can be a little hot with toys is, we use them in special moments, hmm. like to create this fun and excitement. And then all of a sudden that becomes the norm that we have to have them in all moments. Or push the bar further because like, okay, no longer is this doing it. It goes back to that ring the bell tree. And it goes back yeah. to that is the new norm. Like we yeah. got to keep enhancing our toys because now I'm bored. And well, we only use that toy one time. I know, but we need a better toy, you know, and that toy's now done. So let's go get this kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And again, toys are to enhance and bring pleasure. And if there is something attached to that, that like you said, in a season, it wasn't healthy for us. If there's something attached to that, that's a past trauma or a past maybe thought because there was something else attached to it yeah. when it comes to like a, an unhealthy, maybe porn or whatever, yeah. then it goes back to, is this beneficial to both of us? Or your spouse may have 
been arrested and put in prison, so handcuffs isn't good for them. It's <laughs> true. It's I a mean, trauma. I mean, it's just it's a trauma there. It's a trigger. <laughs> it's a trigger. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's very know. true. That's very true. <laughs> but they're fuzzy handcuffs. You know? fuzzy. <laughs> you know? Oh, So, my anyway, gosh. listen, okay. we would be in favor. Listen, if you're in a good, healthy season, use toys. Brings a lot of fun. It's fun. Makes us laugh. It's yes. great. Enhances sex. Do it. Okay, so I've got another one. What if we've already had sex with each other before marriage? What if we have what now? Now what? What what do we do now? We're about to get married, or maybe we already are, and so yeah. we only see it as this. So what would you be? What would, what is your advice that we give couples all the time when it comes to that? Yeah, this is a great one, and yeah. and honestly, it's so funny we went off we went off of. Sex no, toys to Sex this. toys now. How's your purity? <laughs> <laughs> um, but how's yeah? Uh, Our camera so here's crew what I will is making looks at This us. is a very, very real thing, and really in the culture and society we live in, yeah. Um, sex isn't this seen thing anymore, where it's just done within the the context of marriage. Right. This is a hey, I love you, you love me, let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, we're in relationship. Not even sometimes we're in relationship. We just mm-hmm. do it, right? And so sex happens way more often before mm-hmm. marriage. And where we stand on this is we believe that God blesses those that follow what he commands. Right. Okay. Now, he's a loving father, right? God's a loving father, full of grace and mercy. And so what we counsel couples, hey, listen, if you've already done it, understood got it you've done it mm-hmm. man you can repent turn and then when you stand on that altar on that wedding day now you can look before the lord and go man i repented bless these actions that we've taken yeah and what we've tried to do even after our failure yeah because if you carry that shame like we've seen couples that shame owns can own them and wreck their relationship then, then that sex topic becomes a shameful subject that they don't they don't want to attack because there's a shame attached to it. So he didn't create this for there to be shame. Mm-mm. He created this to be openness and fully transparent and naked in front of each other. And so that shame's got to go. So, you know, communicate with each other and then let God take it. Let God take that shame because he wants you to have a successful yeah. marriage. And here's the thing, like, it's, it's just unlocking something premature. Yeah. You just, you know, I, I think about, there's some video games that I played that you kind of work your way in a progression. Like you get this and that allows you to open this door. Now you're able to go do this map and then you gain a couple things and now you're able to go further. Yeah. And I feel like when, when we engage in sex before marriage, it's like we opened the final door and we haven't even done all the courting and dating and getting to know each other. We just opened the final door too fast and now we've sealed something. Now we have a soul tie. Like now my soul yeah. is connected to you mm-hmm. in a way. And now I carry that. And so there's people that are going into relationships that have that. So sex before marriage, no bueno. If you're there, listen, God mm-hmm. loves you and he forgives you. Repent, abstain, and move on. Boy, all that's I can hard think about All I can think about when you talk about the video game analogy is Mario Brothers because it's the only game I ever played. And it's like getting to world eight before you're ready. <laughs> And, and all our ready. gamers are like, I know, but you could take the green tube and you could actually I just, teleport to, to I level just, eight. I could never beat it. <laughs> so I wasn't ready for that level. <laughs> that's that's my, the game that my wife knows. That's the only game. 
<laughs> Mario. That's the only gaming experience I have. Yeah. Yeah, you're not much of a gamer. No, I'm not much of a gamer. <laughs> Don't open the last door before you should. <laughs> Don't open the door. And if you do, just, yeah. Anyways, all right. Um, okay, another question. Is oral sex okay? Wait, did we already have that one? We did, did not. That. Okay. Wow. Is oral sex okay? I like it. In I a mean, Christian marriage. Okay. <laughs> just to clarify. All right. Yeah. <laughs> He says, I like it. I meant the question. <laughs> Is oral sex allowed okay. in a Christian marriage? Yes. Listen, mm-hmm. you're not going to go get a verse that says that either. Right. Correct. Like this thing that says thou shalt not. Um, but again, what's good for one doesn't mean it's good for all. Right. Yeah. Right. There are certain things that you've got to process through, Mm -hmm. and there are certain things that in that red, yellow, green light analogy, Mm -hmm. maybe for you, that's a yellow light. Maybe for you, it's a green light. Maybe for you, it's a red light. Oral sex isn't the determining factor, but you're also not going to see something that says, thou shalt not whatever you choose. At the end of the day, like I am fully able to and capable of and have freedom to love you and pleasure you and you do me and so if if this is something when you guys are clicking on all cylinders and you're connected and you're emotionally there and you want to enjoy your spouse in ways that they feel okay with there's nothing in god's word that says you can't fully do that no we're allowed to be fully this is where that the bedroom this is the one this is where that verse this is where it's like undefiled it's it's talked about and hey we're good and move on but when it just becomes outside the bounds or it's forced and you know i think this is where a lot of issues arise in sex one person wants something so bad that they can't even enjoy the moment because the other person doesn't and so now this this time that's supposed to be enhancing and fun and enjoyable actually becomes moments of contention. Yeah. Like, well, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it the same way we've always done it. And we're never going to do these things because you never like to do this. And, I, and I've and i been there. That's what I'm saying. Like, this we is a real life road. scenario yeah, for, for sure. us. And until we were able to have these very open communi- communication mm-hmm. and go like, man, I feel like we live in this zone. Mm-hmm. You know, and you be able to go, wow, okay, I hear you. I don't necessarily feel that way, but let's yeah. talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then you were you were able to selflessly, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna I'll expand my expand my boundaries. So yes. you know, whereas maybe Kurt's way out here and we've laughed and joked about it, like Kurt's way out here and wants all the things, mm-hmm. then it's maybe a little more reserved. We've learned in this season of our life to like Let's meet each other. Yeah. And what does that look like for us? Yeah. And I think we we often see with couples the – it goes back to that sacrifice, right? It goes back to marriage isn't about filling your needs or filling my needs. It goes, about, it goes back to sacrifice. And so if maybe this is something that I, you know, I want to pleasure my spouse, I want to whatever – are we sacrificing in other areas continually for each other? If if sacrificing for your spouse, doing chores around the house is an issue, sacrificing in the bedroom is probably going to be a bigger issue. Ooh. So it's like it goes back to that sacrifice. Like am I loving and meeting my spouse's needs, serving and even unto sacrifice? You know, are we able to do that? I think it all goes back to that. And um, it's just that mentality of, well, you don't serve me, so – I won't serve you. You don't do enough for me. It's that tallying still of, you and know. And there's so much wrapped in 
with the freedom mentally of sex. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting into these moments, if mentally you're locked down for whatever reason, it's hard to then go, okay, I'm going to now put myself in the most vulnerable of positions to give or receive (laughs) oral sex. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, you're not there. Yeah. Because I'm not even there mentally, emotionally, and now I just got to be like, you know. (laughs) I like the sound effect. (laughs) That's what I, well, no. Okay. Okay, (laughs) That's the bell that goes off my head. All right. Listen, here's a great question. Okay. How can we get appropriate new Christian sex ideas? Oh, that's a good one. Like, right? Like, we can't go look at porn. How are we supposed to learn about this? <laughs> yeah, stuff? even if you Google it, what is it? It's going to pop up. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, probably don't turn on images. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> like, that's basically like, porn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's your what is your advice? What have you counseled okay. couples? Yes. So, because <laughs> this is an interesting you answer, you do have to get wisdom on this. Okay, and. You could go to a therapist. There are sex therapists that help in this area that maybe can enhance you and help you in that. I will say a Christian sex therapist is important. For sure. Because they're going to have different – you're going to have different values. <laughs> yeah. And if you go through – yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just make sure – Christian sex therapist. Yes. I would I would start there. But if you wanted a very infantile book, there is Christian Karma Sutra. Do you Have you read it? I have not. Maybe we should read it together. I, oh, we're down. Okay. We're going to order right now. Let's do Listen, it. it's not pictures. It's like stick people and like you can't really get is it really? aroused it by that kind of thing. Rrr. Yeah, like, ah, you know, like do this. <laughs> You're like, well, how do you do that? This isn't fun, you know? Um, so it's like imaginative. You can also try it out. You don't, <laughs> <laughs> we're you don't, doing it. Okay. Christian Karma we're going to figure it out. That way we can speak from a place of knowledge. Okay. Like we would sell this book. Oh, and, gosh. You know, we'll have it at our next merch table. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> could you? Could you? Uh, we might have just lost a couple a couple <laughs> church conferences out of that one. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, because here's the thing. I think when we don't go <laughs> seek wisdom, right? we look for answers in the wrong places. Absolutely. So I'm just saying, hey, listen, yeah. don't try to shove it in a box because it's going to be this thing that's stuck in your head mentally. Hmm. So I'm saying have the right thing. Yeah. Ask people. Have conversations with people who are credentialed in that, who are going to give you biblical wisdom and not, you know, well, the first thing you should do is get in a group of 12 and start painting each other's bodies and cooking in the kitchen. Like, what? no, that's weird. <laughs> now we're going to be stepping into one of these other areas yeah, as well. Yeah. So Christian thinks, but work on it. Yes. Like it was, I remember those conversations, you know, it was hard for me to even go to you because you take it, you would take it so personally. Well, you because know, like, there's past trauma. We have, trauma. we have trauma and issues from our past. So absolutely. Those conversations are hard to broach. Absolutely. But being able to go and say, listen, I feel like, yeah, you know, we live in a couple zones mm-hmm. and it's hard for me. Um, but I remember like even the intimacy that it created, not the easiest conversations, but I'm opening my soul, you're opening yours, and then together, kind of praying through that and walking that out, it's done a world for our intimacy and for our sex lives. So yeah. don't be okay just shoving it in a compartment and just pretending it's going to go away. All it's going to do is eat at you more and more and more. So be willing to talk about it, pray about it, seek wisdom from mm-hmm. those that are going to give you good wisdom yeah. and then uh, see what happens. And as you age together, right? We want to age together. Like that's the objective. Yeah. So you have to be able to have these relationship conversations when it comes to our intimacy because we want to have successful 
a successful sex life. Yes. And so there's going to be changes in, in my body and your body and our horm hormones and all of that. So it's worth fighting for. It's worth fighting for. And we we want to have a better marriage the farther we get down the road, not withdrawing from yeah. our spouse. And I think so many times we see couples that just say, well, this is the reason why. So this is the reason why we don't. But we're going to fight for our marriage. Amen. So, yeah, it's important. It's Look, absolutely important. We want to be up there in the – I mean, we want to be up there in the five percenters, the little <laughs> rabbits. Okay, yeah. five percent. Yeah, you said yeah. those were the four to five times a week. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We want to be there, right? We, we. we. <laughs> oh, he's got some. He's got a mouse in his pocket. <laughs> so, so anyway, so we want to continue to grow in all areas. We want yeah. to get old together uh, in all areas. Yeah, absolutely. And so, listen. Just encourage you. Ask. The hard questions. Hey, you may have some other questions. What about this? And what's this look like? And I would tell you, like, yeah. hit us up. We would love to, to address them, talk about them, maybe questions we've heard before, maybe questions we haven't heard before to make us think and look differently. But everything's going to come through the filter of God's word and what it says. Yeah, and, absolutely. And kind of what we've seen is beneficial. So, um, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Once again, thank you once again for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Once again, we want to say thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Our true desire is this has brought value to you, your marriage, and or your family. The fact is we can't do what we do without the support of you. By your liking, subscribing, and sharing this content, it reaches to those that are beyond our reach. Also, we would encourage you, check out our website, brokenforbetter.com. Become a monthly supporter because by you supporting us, you too are making a difference in marriages. We want to stay connected with you. So follow us on all the different social media platforms at Broken for Better. Because on those different platforms, we're going to be giving tools. We're going to have events, all the different ways that we can stay connected. And we want to be connected. One of the terms that we've adopted is if your marriage will visit a fitness center, you too can avoid a trauma center. We truly believe in marriage coaching. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in, whether your marriage is a 10 or whether your marriage is a one. We offer marriage coaching to take it to another level. Thank you for joining us.